if you've ever asked yourself, is the Spendthrift Trust actually a fraudulent uh, pure trust? You've come to the right place, and uh, I know the answers are not going to be what you're expecting. Hi, my name is Don Thornton. I'm a senior trust specialist. I own a trust, and I'm also a real estate investor who spent 20 years helping homeowners get out from under foreclosure and save their credit by doing short sales. In this video, I'm going to talk to you about, explain to you what a pure trust is, why this trust, the Don Grantor Irrevocable Complex Discretionary Spendthrift Trust is not a pure trust. And I'm actually going to read from an IRS letter, a private a trust private finding letter, that where the IRS specifically goes in and, and illustrates that this is a very legal trust, a very legal strategy. So let's get to it. What in the world is a pure trust? Well, I tell you something. Um, there's a lot of scams out there and, you know, people rightfully should be concerned about whether this is what they call a pure trust or not. And let me tell you what it means. So you understand that you'll, you'll see as we get into this, how our trust is not a pure trust, but there's some common aliases. I'm going to read from them here. So I don't have them memorized. Uh, some of them are known as a Patriot trust, a contract trust, freedom trust, business trust, unincorporated business trust, equipment trust, service trust, final trust, and common law trust organizations or complex trust systems. Okay, so in a nutshell, what these trusts, these scams, try to convince people who haven't done their due diligence or don't know, understand this stuff, how this stuff works, is to say that what you can do is you can divert all your business, you can actually sell, you know, put your business in the entire business into a trust and divert all your income in there. And then you will you know, put your assets in there and it'll be forever free of tax. And, you know, it's, it's interesting how they do this is that it basically, the whole idea is that your business still exists. You put your business into the trust the supposedly the trust is running the business, but actually you are still controlling the business and so on and so forth. And it's like, wow, uh, these have been around a long time. Apparently they're out there still. And what sucks from, from our point of view is that, you know, it, bad apples can, can ruin a, a very good reputation of something that's absolutely hundred percent legal. And I tell you a big, a big clue if you're wondering about their, you know, if this is a, a bad, you know, a, a pure trust or not, is when they start talking about Section 861 in the IRS code, and they use that to say that, uh, you know, that 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 861 excludes America, most Americans from paying taxes. That someone can be a sovereign of a state like California, Missouri, and that means that the federal courts have no jurisdiction over them because they're a sovereign citizen or a sovereign citizen of a certain state. So the IRS code, tax courts and federal courts don't have anything to do with it has no jurisdiction. Uh, okay, that's cuckoo. I'll tell you that right now. Be very aware of that. <laughs> we don't do that of course but that's what's out there okay and that's that's the scary things a lot of things out there that people believe and will fall for and that's why i want to make sure that we are as transparent as possible so that you understand 
that what we have here, this trust is completely legal and is not a pure trust. And I'm going to get into that in uh, just a second in this video. But first, I would like for you to subscribe to the video, to my channel. I know I'm always here saying subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. But it's true because I want you to get this value because I, I feel like I'm giving you some great content. And you, obviously, this, this video shows the importance of being, uh, you know, educated about what's legal and what's not legal and so on and so forth. So please hit the little bell so you can get notified whenever a new video drops. So let's talk about why this trust is not a pure trust, okay? And there's a lot of things we can talk about here, but let's just go base you know just 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 compare okay first of all uh this is a non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary trust okay spendthrift sorry spendthrift trust and nowhere at any given time do we tell you that if you uh invest in this trust and follow the strategies that are perfectly legal with the irs that somehow you're not going to have to pay any taxes it's not true. You you I mean, th this can help you reduce your taxes and no time do we ever say that you'll never pay taxes. OK, that's one thing. Now, the core, the core, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The core uh, entity, the core meaning of this trust is that it is in full compliance with IRS code 643. And for someone who is a business owner, so let's talk about businesses, okay? Because in in when I talked about the pure trust, they're talking about how you put your entire business into the trust, and then somehow, you know, even though the trust nominally is the owner, that the home the owner still has all control and has all the uh, um, uh, income and so forth, which of course is a is a major violation of the assignment of of income doctrine number one which i have a separate video about you can check in my playlist you can you can watch that as well it's very similar content but the strategy that we use for businesses just to show you how different it is okay is that you have a business you run you're running your business you're generating income it is an llc it is a separate entity from the trust a tr this trust cannot own a business cannot own it now, it can own assets of a business, but it cannot own the business. So the strategy that we use here is that your LLC is going to sell its business assets to the trust, right? It's an irrevocable trust. They have to be sold. And they're sold at a price of whatever you acquired them out minus any depreciation that may have been taken, okay? Just like when you sell your personal assets to the trust, it's the same thing. You're selling them at whatever price you acquired them at because you don't. there's no profit here. You're just selling them at a cost value basis. And so then the trust gives you a note in exchange. That's a consideration of the contract. Okay, so now, now your LLC's uh, assets have now been sold into the trust. You make the, the trust is going to be a 90% limited member of your LLC, right? Okay, so then your trust, the trust that you, you're the trustee of that you're managing, you're going to um, lease the assets to the LLC so that it can generate revenue and, you know, make a profit. All right, so then you, you run your LLC like you do normally. You generate revenue, buy and sell, whatever it is you do, okay, 
And the LLC is responsible for all the taxes that are on, that are earned by the, or the, the, on any income that is generated, earned by the LLC. Okay. So no one here is saying that you can put that LLC into the trust. No one here is saying that you can divert all the income into the trust and somehow avoid paying taxes. No. What we are doing here is a legal tax strategy to uh you you know the the you have a you now you now that you have leased your asset the assets to the LLC the LLC needs to pay for those so the lease that is established between the trust and the LLC is an expense for the trust excuse me is expense for the LLC apologies so whatever money is being sent to the trust from the LLC that is an expense that is a legal expense what that's going to do is it's going to reduce the, the pre-tax net income for the LLC. In the same way, the trust, as a 90% limited member of the LLC, it has the right to get paid a, 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 a K-1 distribution for its position in the trust. So after all the expenses are taken by the are deducted by the LLC, including a lease payment, whatever's left, 90% of that is going to go over to the trust as a K-1 distribution. So whatever is left in that LLC, that is its taxable income, and the LLC pays taxes on that. Okay? So on the trust side, the, the, the lease payment that it got from the LLC is a uh, it's considered passive income for the trust. A K-1 distribution is considered taxable, excuse me, it's considered passive income for the trust. So it goes in there. Now the trustee has, has discretionary powers to, uh, but with according to IRS Code 60, 643, to um, label that or, or declare that to be an extraordinary dividend. Now I'm going to I'm going to read uh, you know about 643 and how this works, so that way you understand that this is uh, a, a completely legal and show you how it works. Okay. So uh, I'm quoting from a uh, memorandum that was sent to our law firm that we work with to uh, you know talk about the legality of the 643 and how the trust is in compliance with it. And this was done by a senior revenue agent with the Department of Treasury responsible for the examination of corporate tax returns, real estate investment trusts, high income individuals, and related taxable entities and the accurate application of tax laws and related procedures created by Congress of the United States. Okay, so it says here that uh, the copyrighted spendthrift trust written in compliance with the IRS uh, service status and code on estates, trusts, and beneficiaries are acceptable entities. They receive an IAN number and file of 1041 as a complex trust each year. They must meet compliance codes and filing requirements. And the relevant codes are Title 26, Subtitle A, Chapter 1, Subchapter 1, Part 1, Sections 89, 67, 543, 553, 927, Subpart A, Section 641, Section 643, Subparts A, B, C, and D. Now, I'm going to go into what it says here. It says that extraordinary dividends and, tax, and taxable stock dividends are excluded as gross items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends or taxable stock stock dividends. Whereas the trustee, according to the terms and conditions of the trust, in compliance with all applicable lo local laws and the trustee acting in good faith, determines 
that the dividends are allocable to the corpus of the trust under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law shall not be considered income. All right. So this web coming directly from an IRS you know, uh, agent working with the IRS. I'm going to quote from the IRS uh, itself here in, later in the video. But what I'm showing here is that we are not talking about, you know, we're not talking about not having the LLC divert its income into the trust and it's not going to be taxed. The LLC is responsible for every single dime it, er it earns as, as, you know, as its, as its income. Okay. However, what we've done here is we've, we've start we've, we've uh, instituted two more uh, uh, expenses for the, for the uh, LLC, which reduces the taxable income, but that's it. And then we see that the money coming to the trust when declared as an extraordinary dividend in accordance with IRS code 643 and all those uh, uh, different subtitles and parts, A, B, C, and what other thing I just quoted, as an extraordinary dividend, it's not considered the tax, tax payment for the for the trust. Okay, so this is all in accordance with, uh, you know, applicable IRS code. This is not a pure trust. It's not scamming people. Okay, so I, what I'd like for you to do, and I'm sure there's going to be comments, leave a comment downstairs in the in the uh, comment section of this video and wherever you're consuming it or reach out to me and you can reach you know uh, you know ask some more questions whatever i love to, to talk to people about this we have nothing to hide here uh with with this trust and his strategy and uh you know it helps our algorithm it helps us get seen by more people which we want to do because you want to stand out from the you know the, the black sheep out there who are you know just basically scamming people all right so uh, i'm going to talk to you now about uh, this thing called an IRS private, a trust private finding letter. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, it's right here. Okay. I'm going to talk to you about it. This is a, a, a document that was generated on, uh, it was released on May 8th of 2015. It had to do with a transaction that was done and there was some issue on and, and the parties were asked the IRS to, to, uh, you know, analyze this and determine uh, the legality and the taxability of these uh, this this transaction, one of which had to do with di monetary distribution from an LLC to the trust, made in compliance with a settlement agreement in that is not that is not was not income according to the meaning of IRS Code 643B. I just quoted you from that in the previous part of my video. Okay, so just to give that's the background of the IRS giving you this. Um, this, generating this letter. Now, pertaining to ruling three, which has to do with section 643, it says that 643A de defines the term distributable net income as the taxable income of the estate or trust computed with certain modifications. 643A, four, and the regulations they're under exclude from the computation of distributable, dis distributable net income with respect to trust that qualify under subpart B. Those items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends, which the fiduciary acting in good faith does not pay or credit to any beneficiary by reason of his determination that such dividends are allocable to the trust, excuse me, to the corpus of the trust under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law. Section 643B and the regulations thereunder provide that for purposes of subpart A, B, C, and D, the term income when not preceded by the word taxable, distributable net, undistributed, undistributed net or gross means the amount of the income of the estate or trust 
for the taxable year determined, determined under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law. Items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends or taxable stock dividends, which the fiduciary acting in good faith determines to be allocable to the corpus under the terms of the government instrument and applicable to local law shall not be considered income. In this case, the court determined that the governing instrument and state law would characterize the monetary distribution from LLC to trust as a return to corpus. As such, the, money, the monetary distribution from LLC to trust pursuant to the settlement agreement meets the definition of an extraordinary dividend under 643B and is not considered income within the meaning of that action. Accordingly, based on the facts submitted and the representations made, we rule that the monetary distribution from LLC to trust is an extraordinary, extraordinary dividend excluded from the definition of income within the meaning of IRS code 643B. All right. Now then it goes, now they're going to go into the um, the very end here where it goes to its uh, ruling number four, where it says, in this case, the distributions of, uh, of money to great grandchild four and great grandchild five are extraordinary distributions are in, and, and are excluded from the definition of income under 643B. These distributions are not part of the trust distributable net income and therefore are not included in the income of the other grandchildren and so on and so forth. And this was done, you know, by Lorraine Gardner, Senior Counsel, Branch 4, Office of the Associate Chief Counsel of Pass-Throughs and Special Industries. Okay, so I think that this is a very good description of why this non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift trust is in fact not a pure trust is not a scam and is perfectly in compliance with all applicable IRS codes and with the federal tax legislation that's out there. Okay, everything that we do here is legal and uh, can obviously it's already been already been gone through by the IRS with this uh, private finding letter, and uh, you know I just want to say that you know this this uh, when someone purchases a trust, invest in a trust from us, you know, our company is licensed by law firm that creates the trust to promote, sell, and then surface the trust for trust clients. We have a network of CPAs that service trust clients here. So when you decide that you want to invest in this and legally protect your assets, legally reduce your your uh, your income, uh, your, your you know, tax liabilities, then you know that you are not going to get in trouble. Anyway, it's like, this is absolutely 100% legal. And what I'd like for you to do, if you're interested in learning more, by all means, in the description below, you'll see my Calendly link. There's a there's a um, uh, link to my website. Uh, you can get will get you any and all documentation that you need to feel like to feel confident. If you want to have, you know, your tax authorities, you know, your your uh, CPA attorney, by all means, no problem. We have nothing to hide. We'll talk to anybody. Okay. So thank you again for listening to me read a lot of stuff, but it needed to be read so you understand this is perfectly legal. And I look forward to have, seeing you on my next video. Thanks.